here we are, right now. My name is Dosta, and we are back at it again. Another day, another word, another few things to say. Today I'd like to talk about impressions from the internet. I'd really like us to take a step back, to just press pause on everything that is going in informationally for just a moment so that we can really assess what on earth is going on. And this is so important to understand. The times we are living in, the times in which we are submerged completely, are unprecedented. And in many ways, we all know that. In many ways, it's not a shock to say that. It's very much just part of the life and the age that we're in. And that's something we all, in many ways, have to come to terms with, depending on, well, really, depending on, it doesn't actually depend on any age. Any age you live has to do that for us. It has that weight on us. So why is this age different? Well, that, that's exactly the point. That's exactly where we get to the heart of the matter. What is different about this age as opposed to other ages, other epochs, other great eons of time that have passed? Because we are living in an ancient world. It's ancient. And the vast expanse of that time is, well, it's flabbergasting, really, if that is really such the right word. I don't think that word goes quite far enough. (laughs) Flabbergasting. Or inspiring, perhaps. Not feeling particularly poetic, so whatever word you want to use to describe that expanse of time that will give you a sense of, oof, then that's the word. But let's take this trip, let's take this journey back. Because what we have when we have an impression from the internet is this idea of how the world is. And how this works is, quite literally, that you put your eyes onto a screen and on that screen is photographs, videos, people talking, and text. And that's pretty much it. That's all it really comes down to. That's the informational sphere. Now, the way it's structured, the way this technology is structured, is such that you can fall into two major traps. One is the bottleneck, and the other is the rabbit hole. And really, the opposite of these two things is what's going to help you actually come out of your closed perspective. It's what's going to help you to wake up to the reality that we're in. It's what's going to help you to really come into your bigger self, your higher self, your stronger self. So bottlenecks 
and rabbit holes. Those are the two things you need to watch out for. Those are the two things that you need to be absolutely aware of. You need to be able to identify them and put them aside. Really just step over them. Now, what do I mean by a bottleneck? Basically, it means anything that narrows. The bottleneck principle is when you have something that's narrowing. Think of a big wide river and then it becomes narrow. And when it's narrow, the water has to go faster, has to make its way through. It's being pushed through. And that's just the basic metaphor for the information that we receive. The internet, as we know it, is a bottleneck. This screen that you are watching on your device is a bottleneck. And quite literally so, very much literally so, because Think of your field of vision. Think of how wide you can see. Even without turning your head, you can move your eyes this way. You can move your eyes that way. You can move them up and down and all over the place. Now, when you look at a screen, you are restricting your field of vision literally to the surface of the screen which is only ever a portion of your field of vision. Now, you could say, well, what if we go to the IMAX in Sydney, Australia, the world's biggest screen? Does that count? Well, I would say yes, even in that case. But most of the time, we're actually not at the IMAX. Most of the time, it's our smartphones, which is even smaller than a computer or laptop. And the thing that keeps us there is the apparent density because you're seeing more because of how it's been condensed. Film is a condensed sort of almost like a a cordial version of reality. You're having more information put into the screen and actually a good filmmaker is someone who can really bring to life a scene or a scenario or a story through the restrictions of the screen, through the restrictions of film. But keep in mind that this is always a restriction. This is always a bottleneck. Now, not just visually is our technology restricting our senses, but also informationally. Now, look at it this way. You have your suggestions. You have your subscriptions. You have, in any way, the information coming towards you through these platforms, through these devices. Now, even if you were to be constantly soaking it up, even if you always looked, even if you always clicked on the next suggestion, you would never get to all of the information. You would never see it all. 
There's far too much of it. And that brings us to the second big trap, which is bottlenecks, which is where you get trapped into your own little worldview and it starts echoing around and around and again. And fundamentally, what I'm talking about is being open or closed. When you're closed, you're stuck in a bottleneck and you're going down a rabbit hole. When you're open, you're actually trying to expand the quality of the information that you're coming into. You're actually trying to expand and sense what it is that the information is really doing for you. It takes a kind of awareness. It takes a higher perception. And you're not going to get that perception. You're not going to get that kind of awareness through the actual device, through actually trying to search through all the information. Now, of course, the irony is that you can come across information that will tell you how to expand your awareness. <laughs> That's the good side. That's the upside. If you are open, if you are, in a way, really seeking and really looking for good information, then you will eventually find things that will tell you how to get to the next thing, which is of more juice, of more substance. Because when we're talking about an amount of information, you really have to start looking at the quality, right? That's the solution to this. Listen to better quality things. Watch better quality things. Now, there is a big difference between cat videos and documentaries. But it's a small difference, in a sense. Because really, when you're opening up to a deeper quality, you're moving away from things like YouTube and social media and even podcasts. And you're actually looking at talks by people who are much deeper thinkers. And beyond talks, you're actually looking at books. There will come a point where you have to realize that reading books is more important than consuming information from the internet. And if we can sort of put this into a kind of trajectory or kind of steps away along towards awareness, then we'd have cat videos on one end. And a little bit further along, we'd have the documentaries. And then a little bit further along, we might have spiritual talks or enlightened talks or whatever it might be that you want to call that kind of talk. And then further along, you make the step off away from the screen and into books. Now, when you get to reading books, you have the same problem. There's more there than you can read. There are more books than you can possibly read. And even if you do read a lot, like a huge amount, you're only going to get to a smithering of it. You're only going to have a tiny slice of it. And yet, on that process, on that journey, you will learn to read better quality things. Things that have a more rounded worldview. Things that, are, that account for 
more of the complexes of life. Things that have more effective solutions to the problems of the world, both collectively and individually. And further along than that, there's actually a step, if we go a little bit more across our uh, our spectrum, there's actually something beyond books, and that is other people. And this is where you actually start to really listen to what people are saying about you. What is it that people say about you? What is it that your friends and your family think about you? What is it that someone who disagrees with you says about you? And really, in many subtle and obvious ways, when we interact with someone, all they're ever doing is telling you how you are. And perhaps at the exact same time, paradoxically, they're also telling you how they are. And that is the interpersonal sphere. That is the world of interacting between people. And you notice the difference. Let me tell you that sitting in the same room as someone and actually talking to them, breathing the same air as them, is a world of difference to looking at a screen by yourself in a room. And it goes even deeper than that. This person that you're speaking to might know you personally. They might know you for some time. And that's when what they say about you is really going to have some weight So, if we move along, actually, in our, perspective, uh, our spectrum from cats to documentaries to spiritual talks to books to more dense books to people, well, we can put, we could sort of put other people into our spectrum from the people that don't know you at all to the people that do know you really well. But if we keep going, if we go along this spectrum even further and we reach the very furthest end, the very most outward reach, you actually find yourself. You find that it's you. You find that you've got to make up your own mind. You've got to understand your own feelings. You've got to decide for yourself what you want to do in your life. And very people, very few people reach that stage. Very few people actually have that realization. So many people are caught up in the things that they've heard online. Or the things that they've heard or read in a book or the things that some teacher or speaker has said, or the things that a friend or a family member has said about them, 
it's possible to go your whole life like this. It's, it's impossible to live your whole life like this. You're just bouncing around all these things. And you never really become yourself. You never really find what you really are. You never really find your authenticity. And in a way, there's no stopping it because there is this certain thing where you reach a certain age where you go, well, I've had it with all these opinions and I've had it with all these people that are saying things about me. I'm just going to live my life. And some people reach that stage out of a kind of spite, out of a kind of frustration, like they've had enough with all the mess that's going on around them. Some people reach that stage much too late. Some people reach that stage before they... Some some people lose... Sorry, how do I say this? Some people reach that stage when it's too late in the sense that it's like, well, you're older now and you don't have as much energy. You don't have the same kind of wit, you don't have the same kind of resources, you don't have the same kind of opportunities. Now, I have to be careful with that because when I say it like that, it's almost like the older you get, the less opportunities you have. And I don't know if that's entirely the case. I think that's that's, that's a tricky, like, I don't think that's true. In fact, I think you have more opportunities as you get older. And that's, that's a tricky one. Like this whole thing of how old you are and diminishing energy, like, like even just something like physically. We have to be careful because how much physical strength you have actually doesn't have too much bearing on how old you are. It's actually a very... Yeah, I mean, I'm not clear on that. It's it's very tricky. Like, I mean, I mean, look at the 50-year-old guy that works out. And he's got like this just this amazing body that he's built. And he's and he's like built up this momentum of his energies. And compare him to like a 20-year-old who's just like a sloth. So there's no there's no equating age with energy or strength. But that's that's a I digress. Let's get back on track. So this spectrum that we've got of levels of information coming in is something you must be aware of. And if you are open, you will be naturally moving through these things. If you're not caught in a bottleneck, if you're not caught in a rabbit hole, you will naturally move through these things. And it's essential that you do. It's essential that you don't remain stuck. And I mean, why do people become stuck? Well, because it's worked for them so far. It's because it's precious to them. They're precious about their education. They're precious about someone who was a mentor to them. They've formed an identity out of it. They've formed a kind of pride. 
And if you look at it, when you threaten someone's informational structure, their belief structures or their identities, it really is akin to the world coming undone for them. Like there's this whole thing of, oh, it's just your perspective. It's just a matter of opinion. It's just your perspective. Well, no, it's not just perspective because perspective is the world as we know it. And really, to have an open perspective is to step into that chaos. It's to step into that undoing. It's to find more and more contradictions. It's to find more and more differences. And you can be at peace in that space. You can even get a thrill from living in that space, I might add. In fact, you could even say that that's the, that's the allure of opening your perspective. That's the allure that should be put in front of people to actually open them up to different things. It's like, hey, you're living this way, but it can be so much better. Look at all this amazing stuff. Opening feelings, new relationships, ecstasy, bliss, relaxation. More awareness, more dexterity, more fineness, more subtlety, more nuance, more detail. More grounding, more strength, more playfulness. You can have all these things in abundance. And yet you're stuck in this sort of idea that you've got. That you heard about from your university lecturer eight years ago. Or from your spiritual guru when you were overseas. Or from a close friend when you were doing something with them. And it's like, well, don't be so insulting. Those things are precious to me. Those things made me who I am. And it's like, how can you be defensive on this? How can you defend the very things that are really just holding you back? And they don't look precious to other people. They're not so sexy to other people. And I don't mean to to put down what is precious to you. I don't mean to belittle significant life events. Of course, we need those. Of course, we need to understand what it means to cherish those. But there is a world of difference between cherishing a significant moment in your life that has passed and clinging to an idea, clinging to a belief, or clinging to a ideology. So, 
those are a few thoughts on impressions from the internet. And in a practical sense, all you have to do is turn off your technology and go into the bushes for some time and think about yourself. And that is one surefire way to go from watching cat videos to finding your own self-knowledge. It's as simple as ABC123. <laughs> of course I tell you that. But are you really going to do it? <laughs> I mean, it is so simple when you look at it. I mean, the most the most profound things always are. I know I always say that, but it really is that simple. And if you can't go into the bushes and think about yourself, at least read a book. At least turn off the screen. At least look away from the screen, because that's not doing any good to your eyes. At least... Right, this is a podcast, right? So you're probably listening to something instead of watching. So, yeah. Maybe. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever it is. So, there is more to say on this subject. We will review this again. And we will go deeper into what we said at the start about looking at different eons, different ages, because of the times we're living. But I think for now, that's probably enough to chew on. So, thanks very much for tuning in. And that's all I have to say for now. <laughs>